what makes the good life the good life. This podcast is on a mission to find out. Join us as we explore the hidden gems of rural life, the growing entrepreneurial opportunities, and share some of the most interesting stories you may not have heard. Venture to all four corners of York County as we chat with some of the best people the heartland has to offer. Because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County. Today I'm here with Pam Peterson. Pam grew up in Minden, Nebraska and attended Kearney State slash UNK. She was there for the transition in 1991. Uh, she re- received her bachelor's in education in 1995. Um, and shortly thereafter, uh, she came to York in 2001. She has since been a middle school teacher for all 18 years um, of her career. Uh, in 2005, she received her master's in curriculum and instruction from Doan College now Doan University. We've gone through yeah. a lot of school changes. I know, right? <laughs> Pam has been married to her husband uh, for 26 years, John Peterson. They have two great kids together, Allie and Evan, both of, whom, both of whom have graduated from York High School and started their own education and professional careers. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to claim that Pam has taught me through my middle school years. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was one of uh, my many great teachers that I had at YMS and one of the few remaining ones as I look around this building. Is that um, you calling me old? Is that it? <laughs> not, not, not quite yet. <laughs> uh, one of the last that, you know, from this building that I you know knew, knew and loved. And so she's a passionate teacher who has an immense love for education and students. And so I'm very happy to have her on the show today. So please welcome Pam to the show. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Right on. Yeah. So you, um, there's a little bit of gap where I don't know kind of what you did from 95 to 2001. So if you could fill in what happened in those years, because I've kind of been in here for York for some of those other ones, but I'd like to know kind of your, your in-between years there. Perfect. So after graduating, um, from college, I actually had moved to Minnesota before I even graduated. I did my student teaching in Minnesota. Oh, wow. Um, my husband had taken a, a transfer and so we were up there and so I did my student teaching there and then I worked for the school system as well up there and then when we moved from Montevideo, Minnesota to Hutchinson, Minnesota, I chose to stay home and have another child and um, so we were up there and unfortunately my mom's twin sister um, got cancer and passed away and so I went, we need to move back to be closer to family because family is one of the biggest um things that is important to us, Mm -hmm. both my husband and I. And so it was nice to come back. And luckily, um, we didn't choose York. York chose us. Um, When my husband was with Walmart in a management position, um, they just said, oh, York is open and that's where you're going. And so that's how we got here. So that's what all those years were. That kind of worked out, you know, great then. Um, So what what kind of led you to get into teaching? Are you have a teaching background with your family? Were your parents teachers? Was there a teacher that made like a you know big impact on you? I guess kind of what was your story of how you picked up teaching? Do you have enough time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yes, and yes. No. Um, my father was born during the Depression, and so he went to college in the 50s to be a pharmacist, and he had to drop out because he ran out of money. Mm-hmm. And so he harped on all of us kids. There's five of us. Um, that education is really important. And so I loved school, and school was easy for me. And so I'm like, education is important. So I really had thought that I would be a teacher, you know, in the back of my mind, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't for sure because I knew I loved science first. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I had teachers along the way that believed in me, 
that were my biggest cheerleaders that um, one of my science teachers in high school told me like, you're smart. I want you to do this opportunity. And so I was able to go and live with a doctor for two weeks in Omaha and shadow them and go to UNMC and see what their job was. And I started having that idea like, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I can do this. Um, My teachers were amazing. Amazing. And of course, most of them were science teachers Mm -hmm. that were were the most amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Believed in kids, pushed them, but compassionate and kind and innovative. So I think having that great groundwork as a whipboot um, clearly helped make that decision for me. And I was sad because I remember my senior year of high school telling some of my friends, and they're like, why would you be a teacher? You're smart. <laughs> and, like, what? and then um, they tried to derail me from my, my education plan in college my freshman year because those of us that were good in science, they tried to get us to become um, PAs, physician oh, assistants, because yeah. it was a brand new program. Uh, but it wouldn't be a four-year degree. Yeah. It would have been two years and two years at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, no, I'm going to be the first one in my family to graduate with a four-year mm-hmm. degree. Four-year degree. And right. I wasn't. My brother beat me by like a year. Oh. But <laughs> hey, another story. You got it done. <laughs> yeah. So what led you to teach science? I guess what? where did your love of science come from in, in that part? That's tough. I think, you know, you just have something that you love. Mm-hmm. And so I was that little kid... Um, so the space program was still like exciting. We had just gone to the moon. And um, so I remember like flipping my dad's recliner because that was my space shuttle or <laughs> capsule back then and like pretending I was going into space. And I was always interested in like nature and how things worked. I, I'm very much an observer. Mm-hmm. And I know you probably wouldn't know that, <laughs> but how things interact and that science thinking really was part of who I am even when I was two and three and four. And I remember laying on the couch. Okay, you can laugh if you want to. But I started crying. I was probably five. And I was on the couch and I was crying. And my mom came over and asked me. She's like, oh, Pam, what's wrong? And I said, Mom, I I don't know what I'm made of and how I work. (laughs) And she was like... What? How do you? How do I answer this? How do I answer this? This isn't a parenting But I was like looking at my my body, like you know, how can my hand move, or you know, the blood vessels in your. Again, even though I was little, Mm -hmm. that's just the way my brain works. So I'm a nerd and I'm (laughs) sciencey, and you know, I grew up during a time when girls weren't supposed to be good in math and science. And that's a bunch of bull mm-hmm. because clearly you can be. So if not better, then right. <laughs> we have soft skills. We have other skills. Yeah. No. <laughs> that is super cool. Um, so what were those beginning years of teaching like? Like what was that experience? Crazy and wonderful. Um, so being that long ago, we were actually at the old middle school. Um, so no air conditioning. You know. During the winter, the windows would rattle so hard. I had to shove, like, colored pencils in there to keep them from rattling. Um, but you made do. Mm-hmm. You had support of your, your fellow teachers, which was wonderful. We all stayed at lunch, and we just laughed. I mean, the relationships that we built, amazing. And I know that some people go, that old middle school is horrible. 
It was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was the From best. the elevator to, you know, the, the beautiful wooden staircases. Who gets to go use the bathroom with full marble? Mm-hmm. You know, hello. Those, we yeah, were great tiled wall. Yeah, I, in style. I'm yeah. just saying. So it, it was awesome. And the kids were awesome too. Like, <laughs> we tried to be. I mean, <laughs> well, most of them. Um, really, like, we could, ha- we had more freedom. Mm hmm. A little bit, and so we have state standards now that kind of regulate some of what we get to teach and how we teach a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but back then, you still had a lot of freedom as an educator, and so you know, if you were some really passionate about something, you could just try it. And my administration has always been so supportive, which is awesome. We've had great administrators, amen. Yes, because I'm kind of an out of the box person at times. I'll be like, Can I try this? and they're like, Yes. You know, or yes, you know. I don't know what that is, but yes, let's do it. You know, we're that. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about doing this. And they're like, okay, tr- try it, you know. And um, that's not everywhere. No. And so I feel really blessed to have had people that are amazing along the way. Yeah, From students to, to peers and my fellow educators to administration. Yeah, we're very fortunate here in York. You know, a lot of schools don't sometimes get the pleasure of having an administration that will support, you know, any and all ideas that come their way, you know. You know, hide behind any excuse they can to right. you know, avoid you know trying something new and something like that. So um, that's awesome that we have that flexibility here. In and town. I always tease like, do they go? Oh my gosh, Pam's coming! Like, what is she going to ask now? <laughs> what she want to try? But but again, the answer is usually yes. Go mm-hmm. for it. You mm-hmm. know, if it's good for kids, it's good for us. Right on. So talk a little bit about those um, programs, I guess, um, that you've been. You've been running all the different ones. You know, the Costa Rica trip you do, your different NASA involvement. There's just let me know about this because I don't I don't know anything. So Gail Claver, who was a wonderful teacher, seventh grade science teacher um, a few moons ago. And she used to do a trip with kids to the Keys. I did that trip. I did. And I was jealous. (laughs) Was it amazing? It was wonderful. We had to go scuba diving, snorkeling, you know, see the marine biology Stuff that you don't get to experience here in York or even right. think about, you know, in Nebraska. So it was super cool to get go down there and meet kids from all over the country, you know, spend time down there and actually learn something. So, yeah, that, that was really cool. So she retired when my daughter, Allie, was in seventh grade. That was her last year. So she didn't do the trip. So I was like, what? I want for my kids, I want those experiences. So mm-hmm. I started looking into different companies and um, the Florida Keys wasn't the cheapest trip. And so I found where we could get a trip going to Costa Rica for about what you paid to go to the Keys. And I'm like, what? So again, can I do this? Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, crazy. Yes. So I put together a group and I we did fundraising. And the first time, you know, some parents too. And we went down. And I've been doing that now for, I think I've done 10 trips, something like that. Oh Most of them to Costa Rica. But... Um, every few years, it seems like parents go, hey, my kid and I <laughs> would like to go to Europe. So we've done, um, the first trip to Europe was Italy, Greece, and Turkey. Mm-hmm. The second was Paris, Florence, Assisi, and Rome. Um, this summer was, we did Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Venice, Paris. I mean, it wasn't too bad. And <laughs> it was awesome. And uh, and then, of course, Costa Rica multiple times. And what I love about it, I love what I get to do in my classroom. It's awesome. 
but I can't show them the world for real. So if I can show you a real volcano, I can teach you about volcanoes. I can teach you about plate tectonics and how mm-hmm. this all works on this planet. On Mars. I can do that. But to show you a real one and you can smell that sulfur burn your nose, that's cool. To be there. Or the mm-hmm. rainforest. Mm-hmm. And we get a zip line and see the top, the canopy, mm-hmm. that's real. And anytime you can make learning real, hello, it's so, it's much, so better. much better, as you know from your trip to the Keys. <laughs> yeah. And so I do it, I started it because I wanted it for my kids, mm-hmm. but it's it changes who these kids are. And I'll never forget, I took little Carly Dewey, who's now, it was <laughs> no. Carly Bieber, sorry Carly, I'm going to throw you under the bus. And I remember I had stopped over to her house to drop off like some CDs of pictures or something. And her dad said, Mike what did you do to my daughter? And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is, what? like I'm trying to rack my brain, like what What did I do? Did oh. And he said, I sent her away a little girl and she came back a, a young woman. We'd been trying to give her confidence and you did that. Anything to me. And I'm like, oh. and so how do you, how do you quit doing this? Right. Kids have gone on. A lot of them have studied abroad in college, and some have even worked abroad as jobs already. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. And they're like 26, 27 years old, the oldest kids. That's crazy. I, That's awesome. I'm a firm believer that you need to, you, the proverbial you, anyone needs to get out there and just explore the world. I mean, there's, you know, it's, my job is I want you to come back here to York, right. but I also want you to come back to York as an asset and not just, you know, another person floating through the day. And so it, it's incredible to get these kids out and expose them to the world and not Amen. just the United States and everything that we're doing here. They need to know how things are being done at a global level. For so sure, because we have a global cool. market. I had an eighth grade teacher who had studied abroad, and I remember her talking about Paris and the Eiffel Tower and eating croissant and <laughs> like all of these things. And I was this kid from Nebraska that the middle of Nebraska that had hardly ever traveled because I'm one of five kids, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't fly in an airplane till I was 30. I didn't leave the country till I was 35. Well, I've been up in, I don't even know how many airplanes now, <laughs> all over the world. Like, I don't even know, I've lost count of how many countries, 15, mm-hmm. something like that, that I've been, been able to go to. What? It's, a, it's an option. Mm-hmm. You can do this. You, as in, again, proverbial, any of us can do this. And so it's just amazing to get to share that with students. <laughs> that is an awesome that you've been able to, you know, bring that, you know, that love and passion and build a love for traveling and stuff like that and share that with these kids and let them be able to go out and explore the world as well. So that's super cool that you're doing those those programs. So let's shift Thank a little you. bit to the NASA program. Okay, my what, other what's, love. What's going on there? <laughs> like I just see all. I look around this room and I see astronauts and I see NASA and space and you're a uh, Nebraska space ambassador. You're a NASA intern. You're uh, all right. these different things. And so let me know what what this all means. I mean, like pinch me. Is this real? <laughs> I mean, seriously. So um, again, I've always had this love of space, right? And so I always looked for opportunities like to better myself. That's that's really important to who I am. And so like I would apply for stuff. So I applied for space camp for educators, right? Where you get to go to Huntsville, Alabama, Marshall, um, NASA Center at Marshall, and you get to train like an astronaut. And it was so cool. And I'm like, oh, 
so awesome. So I remember coming back and, and Dr. Lucas had wanted us to do some academy. So I'm like, I'll do a space one. Mm-hmm. And right, like <laughs> I got this. We built like with PVC pipe and plastic sheeting and these middle schoolers did all the measurements and cutting and everything that fit that, that space shuttle fit in the commons area out here at this new middle school. Crazy. It was that big. You could get in. And you can climb around and what, what? like this whole space camp, so amazing. So um, then they were starting. NASA was doing a program um, for 21st century learning and something called Blast, which was a, a summer of innovation program. So I went to some of those and I was learning about aviation. And oh, again, I was that kid that would fly down the steps super fast to try and catch some <laughs> air. Like flying oh, fascinates me. And so I went to that, and I just happened to meet somebody that was um, with Nebraska Space Grant Consortium and um, EBSCOR, which is a university funding. And we were talking about this space camp that they did. And she's like, well, would you like to go to the the space shuttle launch? You know, the last one of Atlantis ever? Yes, yes, please. I have an extra ticket. I'm like, what? Don't mess with me. And so she gave me the ticket. I, I called my husband, like, right then, like, we're going to Florida, like, in two weeks, and we're going to, you know, what? And she's like, oh, okay, well, and, and then, you know, the next day, if you would go to um, the Florida Institute of Technology, FIT, I'm like, yes. So what happened was I got to be with students. Now, they weren't my students, but they were, they were students from all over the United States that had experiments going up on the International Space Station. And so they went up on that space shuttle, Atlantis. The next day when we were at FIT, we were in the room when they got confirmation from the International Space Station that their project had been offloaded. And then the, I'm going to cry. The astronauts got to actually do their experiment and then send it back home for these students. And as a kid in the 70s, I cannot imagine that I could have had an opportunity to send something into space. But our students now can do that. Mm -hmm. So cool. And I'm like, this is the best thing ever. And so it lit my fire even Mm -hmm. more as Mm -hmm. if that needed to happen. I was going to say, diesel on the fire Right. (laughs) And so then I just wanted every opportunity in space education. And so I kept looking. And there was an application to be a space ambassador. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to apply. And so I did. And so through that... Some of these other doors have opened, which is awesome. So, like, I'm a solar system ambassador through the Jet Propulsion Lab. So, um, so what, what is this ambassadorship with NASA Nebraska Space Grant is that there's about 12 of us mm-hmm. all across Nebraska, and we do trainings. We just want to educate people about um, whether it's teachers, what's curriculum out there, how can you use a, the general public so you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, if you ever look at my Facebook page, you know that I'm constantly posting, like, oh, Mercury is going to transit the sun. Look out to that, you know, or whatever. Um, Because I want you to understand and have that greater appreciation for this beautiful thing that we're a part of called Mm -hmm. Earth. And so, um, and then, so I've taken on quite a bit of leadership opportunities through that um, because I enjoy it and I want to help and I want, like, ah, I mean, I'm not very enthusiastic about things. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Can you hear the sarcasm? And so, if there was an opportunity to present, if there's an opportunity, I took it because I, I enjoyed it. And so we were down at Houston. There was a teacher conference a number of years ago, and we were with some of the girls that do trainings for us 
at Kennedy Space Center in Florida. And great teacher conference, and we're sitting there. We're like, why aren't you guys doing this? The magic is back in Florida. Launches are happening. You know, if you had been there in 2011, it felt like NASA was dying. Mm -hmm. It did. People were sad. Things, you know, a legacy of the space shuttle, this workhorse of 20 Mm -hmm. years had been retired. And so they're like, well, I don't know. And so we kind of just left it there, that conversation. Well, then my friend and I flew down in like the following February and said, you know, that conference we talked about, how about we? And they're like, yeah, maybe. So that summer we started working on a teacher conference. Um, so an educator conference, it's called Space. So Spaceport Area <laughs> Conference for <laughs> Educators. And I got to then go down and work for the summer at Kennedy Space Center as a teacher intern to put on this teacher conference. That first year we had five astronauts and two astrophysicists and an author, right? Like that's not too bad. Yeah, that's pretty good first Winston round. Winston Scott, you know, jazz band player, FIT alum or um, uh, instructor, mm-hmm. as well as like Eileen Collins, who like commander of the space shuttle, like woman astronaut, woo! Mm-hmm. You know, and Bob Cabana who runs space the um, Kennedy Space Center as well as he was the one that like put the International Space Station together and turned on the lights. He was the first, first astronaut. And, right. So like all these amazing people and um, opportunities, crazy opportunities that you get got to work launches. What? Who gets to do that? And again, a kid from Nebraska, uh, just a little teacher from York. What? I got to live down there. And then we've continued to plan. So mm-hmm. we had a year two. And so last summer, I decided, why not live on the beach? So went down again. Didn't live <laughs> inland like the, the year before. I lived right on the beach. So the woke up to experience. the ocean every yeah. morning. Cocoa Beach isn't too bad either. And drove to work with my little NASA badge every day, like living yep, the NASA, dream. NASA? NASA. Yep, NASA excuse now, me. I was sad they didn't let me keep it. Like, oh, I wanted to keep it. I wanted to show these kids, like, you can do this. This is what? You can do this too. Because mm-hmm. NASA, most of us think like, Oh, it's only for astronauts. Absolutely not. Did you realize you can be a scuba diver? You can be a geologist. You can be a welder. One of my friends, her boyfriend is the he he helped create the mobile launch pad. So to hold the rocket upright. That's super Welding incredible. The, literally anyone can do it. Tons of jobs. And right now is the most exciting time because we're pe- we're sending people back to the moon mm-hmm. and then on to Mars. Mm-hmm. So the gateway is like a campsite by Mars or by by the moon that we're going to use and then we're going we're going and women women are going to be walking on the moon on the first so trip. from this little girl who my dad was a first generation born here in the United States I was told like girls really shouldn't do stuff like I've never mown a yard shh don't tell <laughs> never because that wasn't girl appropriate so right. that was so ingrained in me mm-hmm. so to be a part of this movement of like the Great. all first woman spacewalk just happened. What? Like, yeah, women are breaking through. Yeah, that's something. Especially that, in sciences. So. Yeah, especially yeah, going against the mold, like you said there, because yeah, for so long it was viewed as nurses. That's that's what women right. should be. I was told I should be, be at a the, nurse. The, the yeah, the physician's a, assistant, stuff like a that. Teacher. Yeah, a teacher. librarian. Yeah. <laughs> 
administrative assistant, stuff like that. It not well, back then that, it, in it, the seventies, it was secretary. <laughs> Sorry, but yes, that's what yeah. I was told. Yeah, so though that's that's <laughs> super cool that you've been able to you know follow your dreams and for sure do that. So what? Okay, can I tell you one more yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this was tough, but I had a job offer this last summer, three weeks before school started, and I chose to come back and stay at Duke and be a teacher. Yeah. And again, lifelong dream. Like, that was a hard decision. I bet. Because, but, why do you think I made that decision? What do you think? Probably your relationships here? Yes. I mean, I get to make a difference every day. Mm -hmm. I get to be the bright spot in kids' lives every day. Sometimes I'm the best part of their day. Sometimes Mm -hmm. maybe not. But um, I don't know if I would have that. And I think I would miss that. You would lose that ability to... To like, be a difference maker. To be the impact, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right now, that's still what I need to do. It's so, still be the, the so impact in people's lives. I turned down <laughs> a job in Florida by the ocean. <laughs> right now with this cold weather, I'm kind of wondering yeah, what the but, heck I was thinking. I'm just saying, yeah. but... Yeah, when, crazy. when 20 degrees rolled around, you're probably going, well, dang it. Maybe that's I should have made that a decision <laughs> in August. No, well, that's super awesome that you have stayed here. You've chosen to stay here. Um, that kind of leads kind of into my um, next question here. So, why you talked a little bit about here in the beginning. So, York was, you know, just the landing spot for uh, John and his career. And so, you just, you know, came along with that. So, you know, it's 2019 now. You know, why have you continued to stay here? You know, you you had, uh, you've had many probably different opportunities to leave through those 18 years. You know, so what's the reason for York, York County? I know you live in McCool, so right. what about this place? Well, I'm going to touch on one thing before I answer your question, but the reason McCool is why we live in McCool. There wasn't housing in York back then. There really <laughs> wasn't. So nice job I, that you guys are doing because clearly. There's way more housing available now. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously we don't like change because it's too much work to move again. <laughs> because Walmart had moved us every year, like we had moved six times in six years, Ugh. and so it was like, what the heck? So I wanted for my kids the sense of community that mm-hmm. I had in Minden. I wanted one spot. I wanted a strong school. I wanted all those positive things that York has. Mm-hmm. You know, we have great infrastructure. We have great schools. We have the great pool. Mm-hmm. I mean, back when my kids were little, not quite. Yeah, the I pool mean, by came, Harrison Park was all it right. Was it was not all quite right. what it is yeah. now. But yeah, so, you know, the community center, the bowling alley, the, you know, you could get what you needed for supplies and goods here in our community. Centrally located. Mm-hmm. I mean, very so convenient my, to my parents, Lincoln. it was an hour and a half or an hour and 15 maybe, the way I drove at times, um, <laughs> mostly interstate to be able to get to Minden or to get to Lincoln or, you know, now Allie's in Omaha. So for me to get to Omaha, or nothing. nothing. Yeah. It's perfect location. I can get to Denver in six. I can get to Kansas City in three. You know, <laughs> like I can go see those big cultural things, but I have this wonderful, cozy community, you know, where people still care. Mm-hmm. And bring you a casserole when you have broke your ankle on a fire drill yeah. at school. You know what I mean? Like, how how would you not choose York? Right. That's super cool. Yeah. That you, those are the things. Um, 
even though I'm a transplant, right? <laughs> I mean, because really, John's job could go anywhere. And as a teacher, I could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But we've made the decision that this is where we want to be because of those values that, that are here in York. Right on. Um, so what would you say, you know, kind of transitioning back to yep. your teaching, your proudest moment as your teacher thus far? Because I know you're going to have a lot more moments down the line. But if you had to pick, you know, a couple of moments, you know, what were those those moments that kind of stuck out to you? Okay, I'm going to tell you a couple. So the, the one that's kind of crazy, and it's not that I'm proud of this, but it's like shocking, was that little award I just got not too long ago. Oh, yeah, that little award that called little... the President's Award of Excellence in Mathematics and, and Science, Science Teaching. teaching. Yeah. yeah, you know, award. they give one for K-6 teachers in science and one in math each year, and then they do elementary the next year. And so, yeah, I, I applied and um, I was chosen. And at first I was kind of like, we should all be winners because, you know, that's kind of how I am. And um, it was a lot of work, the application process, but it made me really reflect on what I'm doing in, in the classroom. Um, so, so that was surreal mm-hmm. because as educators, we're not always like, the red carpet is not rolled out for us. Nope. However, when we went to D.C. to accept this award, it was. Like, the dinner at the Kennedy Center they had for us had, like, 10 pieces of silverware. Now, I don't know about you, but, I mean, I have a fork and a knife. Sometimes a spork. I don't know. You know, right? So, like, whoa. Yeah. Over the top. Looking like, at the fork. What's the other fork next to the other fork? No. You know? My home ec teacher taught me well. And Carrie Connor, I know you're doing great in FCS, but... Um, outside in, hello, that's the rule. So just follow the rules, you're fine. So that was pretty awesome to be like validated that we're important and valued and this profession is still honorable. Mm -hmm. And so that was like, whoa, surreal. Now as a teacher, my proudest moment. Okay, I'm probably going to cry. I didn't know you were going to do this to me, but... um, I get letters and notes from from kids at just random times and just the things that they say to you like see I told you I was <laughs> gonna cry dang it you can't see that but thank goodness um, you know you made a difference or thanks for believing in me when nobody else did and because this isn't the easiest job in the world you know you have over 100 kids well in a day in and out of your you know room you have 42 minutes and then you have another batch of kids and you know I swear you have to have a little bit of like radar or ADD I don't know (laughs) what because you're constantly like who's saying what to whom and you're scanning all the time and the paperwork there's lots of demand Mm -hmm. but it's all worth it when they say you know you made my day or thank you for this or you know yeah I have a file because there's days I need to get in that file and read it because (laughs) whether it's from a parent because sometimes it's that that Mm -hmm. or if it's from the student themselves but just the file's getting thicker by the by the year so I appreciate that a lot no that's super cool that you keep track of those I know I always I probably didn't write you a letter because I was probably awful as a kid, but um, (laughs) uh, I should have, uh, probably should have, but there was letters that I wrote to teachers. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's kind of good on my end to know that those actually, you know, weren't, they didn't fall on deaf ears and something like that. So that's really cool that you have those types of moments to look back on in the times of 
maybe not the best circumstances in your mm-hmm. classroom to be able to look back and, you know, this is my mission, this is my purpose, yeah. this is what, you know, I'm here for and everything like that. So that's really cool to, to have that. So now that we're in this new building, yes. you got all this cool stuff. So what's some of the, you know, big differences that you have between when, you know, you're five versus your, you know, how, how long you've been in this building now? I don't even know. Has it I'd been? I do the math. Twelve uh, years. Yeah, I think two thousand seven ish. So. I think I don't know. So what's it? So what's it like now that you've been here for? Okay. Now so you spent more time here than at the other building. Now I have, but yeah. Um, at, there's some amazing things. So. Air conditioning number one. Hello, like. <laughs> it's not, it's not haunted either here. There's no you gotta, bats. You gotta love the um, the. the Character. I did love that. I did. I know it doesn't sound like I'm really thankful right now, but I really did. Um, So I really appreciate that. Um, One negative, and I didn't think I would realize this, but we don't interact as as teachers as much because we're in our own little pods. Mm -hmm. In that old building, you had to run upstairs to get copies and over here and around there. And so you had to see teachers, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that was a nice way to support each other. Mm -hmm. We're here. I may go all day and not see somebody that's just like 50 feet away from my room. It's just and your that's neighbors. Odd. Yeah. That's odd to me. I'm like, oh, I don't like that as much because, you know, I'm very about much about relationship building and mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. and connectedness. So when that you're like, I don't see the sixth grade because they're all the way across the whole building and their lunches are different times than ours. So, yeah, so you, you don't even see don't them. Get a... So unless you go to a staff meeting or you're like, who are you? What? No. You're but, here still? <laughs> so that's totally different. But like, wow, I have great cupboards. I have great space and lighting, technology. You know, in the old building, I didn't even have like a phone in my room. I had the intercom oh, where yeah. you push the button. I don't even know if Gail had a phone. I mean, there was you might one have in to the go... office in yeah. between our rooms. <laughs> but like if something was really going down, you'd have time. You yeah. know, where we have like, you know, Everything from projectors to computers, like our computers back then. Okay, we had overhead. I don't see a chalkboard in here either. I know, so, right? Uh, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> I would go home. I didn't wear black back then because you couldn't because you wipe the with... chalk on your pants, and sometimes on your backside, and not realize you had done <laughs> that on your backside. So yeah, this is like a dream, and you know, from drinking fountains to the bottle fillers here out in the commons there like what it mm-hmm. i mean it's pretty sweet here yeah i'm, I'm very sweet. jealous of well not jealous i mean i had a great experience at that middle mm-hmm. school and honestly i don't think i would even trade it for this school even with i mean the benefits are nice you know yeah. all the cool stuff that comes along but man that building had character and just being able to you know like you said go up and down the stairs and everything like that and the interactions you know you had your eighth graders your seventh graders your sixth graders and as you you know, moved up the chain, you went yeah. down, and everything like that. So that's that's really cool that this is still here. Um, now, one thing that's crazy, this year we had to add lockers because our population, we have more growing. kids than ever before. Well, that's even better. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. So we, if you look, there's in the sixth grade, like out here and in eighth grade, there's more lockers added. They just added some We more. had to add some more lockers. That's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah, that's shows. I know at the elementary school there are you know, bursting they're at bursting the at the scene. Yeah, they're <laughs> they they're trying to expand, and so that's that's super cool to see that our community is growing. is growing. You know, sometimes you don't see it with the numbers on the the census sign. You know, we've hovered right around seventy seven hundred, eighty one hundred my entire life here, mm-hmm. and so 
it's good to see that you know these this community is growing and that you know we just need to find a way to keep these kids in our community um, maybe not keep them or you know let them go but have a way for to entice them to come back um, and things like that so us at YCDC we're trying to do the best we can to come up with programs to you know find a way to get these kids you know to you know find the value because growing up here in New York you 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 want to get away. You, know? you don't and appreciate what's you, here. You don't. You don't. You definitely don't realize all the great things going on. I lived in Indianapolis for a few months, and I lived in Chicago for a few months. And, it. I mean, it's great to have all those amenities, but then you get all the stuff that comes with those larger populations. Um, you know, the looking over your shoulder when you're, you know, getting on the subway station and stuff like that. Um, you know, the random people that you meet on a subway station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had a few you know, stories. So, I won't tell you those. Or but. public <laughs> transportation in general. I mean, it's it's super cool to be in a community where you can feel comfortable going outside at night. You can walk the trails and not worry about anything. You can let your kid ride your bike across town. Because you know, you know, if he gets in trouble along the way, he's probably going to run into someone that he knows anyway. So it's really cool sure. about this community and like you said yeah you don't realize what you have I didn't realize it until I got away and it really you know opened my eyes once I was outside of this community how good we have it here because mm-hmm. you definitely you think everywhere is like this you know you grow up here you think everyone has these features and these amenities and they have these opportunities and that's that's certainly not the case there are, you know there's places that are struggling and I'm so very fortunate to grow up in a place that you know didn't have that and so trying to do the best I can to give back to this community that has given me everything you know I wouldn't be the person I am today without you know this community these teachers and everything so it's been really cool to you know being able to talk to all these teachers you know like we were talking about earlier you know growing up this town you don't ever think that you'll be working with these people eventually Mm -hmm. shoulder to shoulder and now as a you know 28 year old you know, I'm working with these people that I looked up to and, awesome. and you're respected and everything like that. And so it's it's really cool to be, you know, on the other side of that. And so um, did you have anything else that you wanted to add for the... Okay, two things. Yeah. So first of all, we are totally lucky to have you. <laughs> because, again, you we do want people that have explored a little bit, figured out that this is a good place to come. Mm-hmm. Not that you'd feel like there's no other options, but that you're making that choice to be here. And we're going to have healthier communities because of you. So thank you. And we, that's what we want as educators is a healthy community. So YCDC is doing a great job towards that. Thank you. Um, okay, so one other thing that we're doing in the classroom, and I showed you this, but I'm excited about it. So I have to tell you, mm-hmm. you as listeners, as here. So... Part of what, um, down when I was in Florida, I found out about a program, and it's called Veggie. And so it's about how they grow veggies on the International Space Station. And there's a partnership um, with Fairchild Botanical Gardens in Miami and NASA. And so they are sending out, like, not hydroponics because there's some soil simulant, Mm -hmm. um, but close um so these growth chambers to grow plants like they do on the international space station and so my students are actually getting to send real data real stuff to nasa and they're making decisions based on how these plants grow so last this is our second year that we're doing this last year they sent different kinds of cabbages um this year it's exciting because they're all lettuce plants and so um lots of record keeping 
but like real life partnerships mm-hmm. and that's real. That's the real world. And that's what you're trying to do at YDC, YCDC as well. And so I'm just excited about it because my kids are like, oh, I never thought about doing this or that I could grow plants or that this data would matter and have school truly matter to something bigger. Mm-hmm. And so that's exciting. And so again, with those partnerships that, that you're bringing, that's exciting for us as well. And everybody loves to be able to you know make an impact. And the fact that these kids are actually doing work that someone is going to find useful means a whole lot to them. I mean, whether they you know look at the data for just a little bit or it goes into a big probably they're doing a lot of these across they compile the US. we're the only state in the only one in Nebraska okay. but um, basically once they put all the data together they look at what because there's there's a whole lot of steps you have to randomize how you plant mm-hmm. so like one position isn't more favorable to the you know for growth right, right. you know true science like mm-hmm. real science which is awesome and um, then they they determine what what should be sent up because when we're going to Mars. We can't bring enough food. No, yeah, you're going to have, have to grow some. Yeah, so, I, I saw that movie with... Uh, the Martian? Uh, the Martian, yeah. So that <laughs> was... <laughs> no, yeah, so um, potatoes. Gross. So, no. yeah. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that's cool. Um, we're going to do a quick little rapid fire to hey. kind of round, round out the interview. Favorite, these are all going to be questions about York County. So okay. favorite restaurant in mm. York County. If you had to put a finger on one. La Casina. La Casina. So favorite meal then is it at well casino or oh that's hard it depends on your your mood so la casino pollo bandito mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. chicken and cheese you can't go wrong <laughs> just saying no great uh favorite bar in york county uh, place you go to hang out you know well i don't teachers don't have a life what are you talking about when you did um probably close to home so probably carries carries mm-hmm. carries and mccool is always great mm-hmm. um Stop by for your Thanksgiving and Christmas needs. Right. <laughs> Favorite event in York County? Is there something that you always look forward to, whether it be York Fest or the holiday celebration or the county fair? There's some sort of event that you hope it's coming up, John. Yeah. Be ready. I think my favorite is probably the York Fest parade. Mm-hmm. There's something about a good parade. Now we've I, we've done lots of other stuff, you know, from the five k with the <laughs> the Christmas decoration. You know, <laughs> it was it was fun, I, and we I appreciate all of what is available mm-hmm. because most towns the size don't have all of that. But mm-hmm. you know, from all the the boutiques are nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a question later, but that's <laughs> totally nice. You know, you don't have to leave. You yeah. don't have to leave York to, to take care of your And it's great that our downtown boutiques are doing the online shopping. Even though, you know, it's only a couple minutes away, to be able to have that leisure of, well, I want that, click in the cart, right. and we're done. And then you can stop by and pick it up, or you can have it. What? Yeah, we're lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, so last question. Okay. If you didn't end up as a teacher, what would you be doing instead? <sighs> okay. I'll give you two answers. As a kid, I thought mortician. <laughs> they don't talk back. But a bum. Great customer service. Um, you never have to worry about right? complaints. <laughs> um, but now as an adult, NASA. Mm-hmm. Something with them. Because it's just such an exciting time with what's happening. SpaceX and SpaceX, all that fun stuff. You know, privatizing... NASA, essentially. You know, NASA is one, the government entity, but now, you know, just like airlines used to be only government run, 
and then they turned it into, no, you can have an airline. You can have an airline. We're doing the same with space and space exploration, and that's way cool. Way cool. So probably something with space. Super cool. Well, thank you for taking time out of, of your course. day to sit down with me. It's a pleasure, as always. Um, uh, very fortunate, like I said at the beginning here, to have these teachers in our community. They, you know, they're great individuals. They care about our students. They care about the uh, programs that they're teaching and everything. So, you know, we're very lucky and very fortunate to have you with us in York and. We hope to keep you around as long as we can, but we know you want to do great things, and so don't let us hold you back. So thank you you so much for taking the time. Thank you. (laughs) This is 17 County, a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.